0: Welcome to Poptopia. Welcome to Poptopia, a podcast for all things pop culture. I'm your host, Paul French, and it is Tuesday, May 8th, 2007. On today's show, Spider Man swings into serious cash at the box office. We talk about some of the uh, possible pilots that are coming up. And the great spinoff? Eh, not so hot. Okay so let's start off. The big story is obviously Spider-Man 3. Um you know it was the big story all weekend and uh clearly because everyone was there seeing it. Um originally the estimates on Sunday were that uh, it had smashed box office records reaching 148 million dollars in its first 3 days um which put it ahead of course of Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest uh, Pirates 2 uh, which set uh, 135.6 million last summer. Which in turn was breaking the first Spider Man movies record um in uh in what, two thousand? Uh, no, it had to be two thousand two or somewhere around there. Anyway, I don't know. Um so let's uh so original estimates were at hundred and forty eight million. It turned out to be hundred and fifty one million. Um just last week, people were talking about how Spider-Man 3 was the most expensive movie ever made. Uh, there's the, the production budget it was estimated at around 258 to 260 million dollars. And um they made it back in the first weekend. Will there be a, a Spider-Man 4? Uh, yeah. Uh, so three hundred and eighty two million dollars uh, worldwide, so yeah the money' has been made back. Uh, everything else they make s- after that is just gravy uh, two hundred and thirty one million from international t- ticket sales and one hundred and fifty one million coming from uh, north america uh, four thousand two hundred and fifty two domestic locations an average per screen of uh, thirty five thousand five hundred and forty and then eighty nine hundred locations overseas. Wow. So, of course, number one for the weekend in all of those territories, uh, but also the biggest weekend of all time in 29 countries, including the U.S., Canada, Japan, South Korea, China, Italy, Mexico, and Brazil. Additionally, new records for the biggest single worldwide day, which was, uh, Saturday, May 5th, 117 million s- $631,328, biggest international opening at $231 million, and biggest worldwide at $382 million. Will there be a four? Duh. Yeah, seriously. Um, I think they'll even be able to figure out uh, how to get uh, uh, Tobey Maguire back for it. Um, the success of uh, Spider-Man 3, of course... As I said, this brings promises for additional episodes. Uh, Sony Pictures Entertainment uh, co-chairman Amy Pascal told Daily Variety, as many stories as Peter Parker has to sell, we'll do sequels. Um, uh, Michael Linton, uh, a colleague of uh, Pascal's, also said that there would be as many as we can make good stories for. Everyone's been so busy trying to get this one out that that's been the focus. When everybody comes up for air, we can think about how to make the next one. So... Uh, critically it was kind of medium although um what happened is a lot of the exit polls uh said that the audiences really loved the movie and that's of course the most important thing to them uh but you know i would see it certainly geared up for for love the first two this one really didn't live up to the promise of the of the first two to me um I felt that uh, there was a lot of stuff that just kind of seemed sort of tacked on and a lot of things that just seemed like lazy writing and kind of defied the logic that they had already set up. I'm not going to get into spoilers because numbers to the contrary, I know that there's a lot of people out there that haven't seen it and I don't want to get into spoiling it. But I just thought there were a few things um, sort of centering around Sandman and Harry Osborn that really defied logic to me and... um (laughs) yeah so those were kind of the problems i had and and you know it it ran a little long for 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 what it was um and and there's another scene that was just ridiculous when you see it you know you'll know what i'm talking about anyway enough about spider-man 3 because you know everyone's already been talking about it um evanescence remember when they were relevant like what four years ago anyway uh the guitarist and drummer have left the top selling rock act for undisclosed reasons um Basically, uh, guitarist John LeCompte claims that he was fired during a cell phone conversation with singer Amy Lee, and uh, drummer Rocky Great just simply won't say what uh, what happened. Uh, he just said that he was asked by band management not to discuss things. Of course, uh, Amy Lee has said in a statement that Evanescence remains alive and well, and will soon return to the road with new musicians. Of course, uh, remember uh, in 2003, uh, founding guitarist Ben Moody left the band, uh, um basically he just literally got up one day and said i'm done and uh and quit um so i guess the question is is amy lee difficult to work with or is she just upset because this album hasn't been as big as the other one anyway that's uh, that's what's going on with evanescence i know you were all wondering Uh, the Grey's Anatomy spinoff. Oh, sorry. Not a spinoff if you, uh, if you listen to, uh, Shonda Rhimes. Uh, she says different things about it. But, um, uh, Grey's Anatomy had this expanded two-hour episode last Thursday, and it was really looking, uh, there was a story that took place internally in the Seattle Grace Hospital, and then there was another story that was really looking as a potential launch pad, um, for an Addison-centric spinoff, and we talked about this a few weeks, a, a few weeks back, and it really, like I said, harkened back to the days where they used to do a spinoff on the show, like on different strokes, and, uh, you'd get these sort of, uh, quote-unquote pilot for Hello Larry, and that kind of thing. Anyway, um, it really, they didn't get any more of a bump than they did off previous episodes. Um, you know, it was the two-hour. It still it beat uh, CSI's eighteen point nine million viewers and uh, killed what ER had, which was eight million viewers. But really, there was a lot of hype for this episode, and it didn't didn't bring anyone else in. Uh, the show's third season average is nineteen point one million, and they've got two episodes left to go, so it's kind of status quo. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see sort of what ABC does as to whether or not they decide to uh, um, to greenlight this as a spinoff. Um, certainly in the 18 to 34 uh, demographic, Grey's Anatomy was at the top, uh, and it actually tripled the number of advertiser-friendly uh, viewers that the show had logged in that category at the same time last year, and also earned the network the highest numbers in that demo in nearly 10 years. So there's still some huge stuff going on. Uh at, at any rate they will be looking at um uh at whether or not they're going to we're going to pull in this spinoff. and uh you know maybe that those largest uh figures in in that uh demographic uh certainly the largest figures in nearly 13 years in the 18 to 34 female demo which is really you know that's where you want to hit with this show right um so let's let's not count that story is over yet i'm sure we'll be hearing more about it uh speaking of um of pilots and let's let's uh let's address uh abc first uh of course the upfronts are next week and i'll be doing the usual coverage of all the shows that are coming out and uh and we'll sort of talk about uh, what we think and really what i got to do one day is do a follow-up at the end of the season it's like here's what they talked about before how did it all turn out so, ABC is rumored to be picking up between four and six one-hour pilots, they've started high-level uh, staffing on two dramas, one of which is called Pushing Daisies, and there's another untitled project about four high-powered CEOs and CEOs-to-be who are friends and members of the same golf club. Mm. Um and, uh, you know, the, so these might be along with the Grey's Anatomy spinoff. Who knows? Uh, also, uh, a hot one that they're looking at is the drama Marlowe, which recently received an order for two additional scripts. And they're looking at into, uh, series directors. Other things, uh, Dirty Sexy Money, starring, uh, Peter Krause from, uh, Sports Night and, uh, um, Six Feet Under. Uh, Cashmere Mafia, Eli Stone, and Football Wives. Um, didn't they already do that on the CW? Football Wives? I don't know. Also believed to be in contention, Sam I Am, uh, Nice Girls Don't Get the Corner Office, The Thick of It, and The Middle. Over at uh, NBC, they're really high on the comedy drama Lipstick Jungle. Um, Also looking at the sci-fi saga, The Bionic Woman. And then uh, three male-centered one-hours, Chuck, Journeyman, and Life. Um, One of the actual... uh, um scenarios that's floating around is that the network is going to pick up all of its one-hour pilots except for mayor of new york um and but they may still look at uh, six to or tw- six to twelve episode orders on those shows as sort of a contingency plan because of the looming possibility of a writer strike on the comedy side they're looking at lipshit save the saves the world which was filmed a little while back and also business class and the it crowd or the it crowd i think it's actually the it crowd both in caps CBS may only pick up three or four new dramas, uh, looking at Babylon Fields, The Man, Protect and Serve, Swingtown, Skip Tracer, and uh, Viva Lachlan uh, are also looking at possibly. And on the comedy side, there's a show called Fugly. Fox is looking at four or five drama pilots. Uh, first up is the Sarah Connor Chronicles, another show called Them, and then The Apostles, and also Kayville. Uh, Also, things that they're looking at are Nurses, Canterbury's Law, and The Cure. On the comedy side, and this one looks like it's a slam dunk and a a gimme, uh, Kelsey Grammer and Patricia Heaton both returning to uh, series television in a show called Action News. Uh, They're also talking about an untitled project about a 10-year-old boy who tries to navigate life in his high-achieving, overstressed family and then another show called The Life and Times of Tim. Over on the CW, Gossip Girl from OC creator Josh Schwartz based on the popular teen uh, teen book series and also The Reaper, uh which had a pilot directed by Kevin Smith. It's getting a lot of great buzz. Um so uh and I think it was created by a couple of people who uh, who worked on Law & Order, but I'm not 100% sure about that. More will follow, of course, when we get to uh to doing the network up because that's really what it's all about. Speaking of things coming out at the press tours lost they're they 've set an end date uh, basically it 's going to run for three more seasons. each season will be sixteen episodes and this kind of it, this is actually really interesting because one of the things is they're they 're setting it up as a finite series, so they can basically plan out the story beats that they want to hit they know they know where they want to end, and they want to be able to sort of plan it out exactly how they 're going to do it so we 're going to get three more seasons that 's forty eight episodes. Four, eight, right? The numbers, right? Each season will have 16 episodes. 16? Yeah. You see, the numbers all tie into everything. And each season will will air in, uninterrupted. So I'm guessing they're going to do sort of the January to May thing somehow. So, um, executive producers and showrunners, Damon Lindelof and Carton Cuse have been talking about this for a while, saying that they wanted to set an end game for it. And they're going to sign on. They've signed on to stay for the remainder of the series run. So we'll have the creators with it uh, right all the way through. Um, and they have separate new eight figure deals with uh, ABC TV studios, uh, which include their services on the show as well as some stuff that's going to happen after Lost Bows Out. And that is scheduled to happen in the, at the end of the 2009 2009- 2010 season you gotta love when you're sort of planning out what's going to happen in the 2009-2010 season uh, abc steven uh abc entertainment president stephen mcpherson said due to the unique late nature of lost we knew it would require an end date to keep the integrity and strength of the show consistent throughout and to give the audience the payoff they deserve uh lindelof feels that uh the having that end point is incredibly liberating he says it's like we've been running a marathon and we actually know where the finish line is for the first time you know they've had this uh roadmap for the series and now they can actually place all of their little mythological milestones in the right place to, uh, to figure out exactly how to get there. Uh, because a lot of it, and, you know, a lot, there's been a lot of complaints about things moving too slowly, and that was mainly because a lot of the stuff, if they resolve it right away, the show is over. So, uh, Q says, we review, sort of view lost as a mosaic. Now there's only 48 more tiles that go into that mosaic, mosaic and we're figuring out, along with all the other writers, exactly where they go. So, um, Lindelof and Ques had said that he had envis- envisioned the endpoint for Lost to be around episode 100. This will actually end up bringing the total number of episodes to 120. Uh, of course, uh, you'll remember that Lindelof wrote the pilot for this with uh, with JJ Abrams, and then Ques debuted the, uh, joined the show shortly after that. After that, in October 2004, after the big numbers had come in, and they needed someone to come in and run it um, uh, with with Lindelof. Also, so it's it's done really well. Enjoyed some strong critical acclaim, including the uh, Best Drama Series Emmy in 2005, and in 2006 they scored a Best uh, Drama Series Golden Globe. Now the series, the uh, ratings have of course gotten soft over the over this past year. Uh, 15.1 million viewers to date this season, but it's still the most recorded show on TV. It gains an additional 18% more viewers. F- f- uh, through DVR viewing and um, and of course uh, uh popular draw on uh, abc.com with the streaming replays in the US and also uh on iTunes and the DVD sets sell well so certainly it's been a commercial success and it looks like they're setting themselves up to uh, to just make sure that they're a success uh, story wise so that's always always a beautiful thing um so what else have we got to talk about? Well, let's talk about what uh, what movies are coming out this week very quickly. We have 28 Weeks Later, a sequel to Danny Boyle's 28 Days Later, uh, Georgia Rule starring uh, Jane Fonda and Felicity Huffman and Lindsay Lohan, Home of the Brave, um, and now this should be interesting because this is really going to sort of take us into that whole area of uh, of. of- war movies set in the uh, in the current circumstances uh you know with with the uh, with iraq so you got three soldiers struggling to readjust to life at home after returning home from these lengthy tours and um reviews are not good uh this is directed by erwin winkler um the, the reviews are not pretty let's see how it does uh, this weekend you got sam jackson jessica biel and christina ricci who knows? Anyway, that's all the time we got for today. Comments as always are welcome at Poptopiapodcast at gmail dot com. Check us out on our website at Poptopiapodcast.com and join our forum for discussion. Have a great week.